He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. Man, have we got a great program lined up for you today. All kinds of exciting things going on. We've got Jonathan Science, who's going to be joining us here in a few minutes. And uh, we're going to be spending quite a bit of time talking about next Monday, the day at the Capitol, Faith and Family Day. Um, And so as far as the announcements go, the things on your calendar today... Um, there are three things that uh, I just want to uh, take a little bit of time and uh, point out. Um, number one is the Shack meeting this afternoon at the Fredericksburg Independent School District. Shack uh, S-H-A-C, stands for School Health Advisory Council. Every school must have one of these shacks. We have found out over the last uh, year or so, and I say we, I'm talking about Tara and, and, and uh, Tracy and Moms for Liberty, and uh, as well as uh, over here in Kerrville, uh, the, um, the uh, Brandon, Ari, and uh, his people have uh, found out that um, for the most part, these shack groups uh, in a lot of places are just not even even there or organized or following the rules. Uh, the shack committee, which decides, among other decisions, makes the decision as to what your health um, is, uh, health classes are going to be taught in your school. So, for instance, the Shack Committee is the committee who decided that it was fine and dandy to send a health book over to the middle school that didn't use the word uh, female or 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 mother. It uh, talked about uh, you know birth birthing uh, units or something like that. Um, and uh, so, every school has one. There's supposed to be a mixture of uh, some. Uh, teachers and some uh, parents and uh, members of the community and all of this and all of that. Some of these shack committees around the uh, state have 25 or 30 people on the committee, which makes it sound almost, uh, I, I don't know, it makes it kind of sound silly. Um, and uh, but uh, So there's no number on it, but the shack is the one who makes these decisions. So the shack... Um, uh, is in Fredericksburg ISD this afternoon is once again bringing an organization called Communities in Schools um, and they're bringing uh, them back to uh, re-present their, um, their, their model that was already kicked out. In fact, they, they weren't kicked out, they left voluntarily. Communities in Schools when they came to Fredericksburg the first time and parents caught a hold of it, we objected to it. Parents objected to it and uh, spoke up about it. And uh, communities in schools, CIS, just said, they said, we're afraid. We're afraid we can't come. They felt threatened. They felt threatened. 
Um, and so they said, we're, we're not even going to come to Fredericksburg. Well, someone turned some knobs or dials or something somewhere because lo and behold, here comes communities and schools once again to bring their diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, their social justice, their training of uh, future warriors for socialism. All of these things are bringing it back to Fredericksburg, and they're trying to tell us, listen carefully because this has been in the paper and has been a topic of discussion, and you'll hear it this afternoon at 4.30. That's when the shack is meeting, at 4.30 this afternoon at the Fredericksburg Independent School District. They're going to try to argue that even though CIS is a national organization and they have national, um, uh, uh, or, not orders, but uh, they have an, a philosophy that is part of their national group, they have a game plan, they have a ground plan, they have goals, they have objectives, all of which are to teach diversity, equity, and inclusion. All of them. Every one of them. That's what they're all about. And yet they're trying to tell us here in Fredericksburg that, oh, don't worry, this uh, Hill Country chapter, they're going to be all kinds of conservative, right? That's what they're telling you. Listen, these guys bring in counselors, I believe at least two for Fredericksburg School District. They're paid not with your tax dollars. Well, you might say, well, thank you very much for that. But they are paid by CIS. And, yes, they are paid with your tax dollars because we're paying a CIS. I believe the contract is $90,000. And they're going to bring in a couple of, uh, of, uh, of uh, they're going to bring in a couple of counselors uh, to help us out, you know, because we just can't. We're just so underprivileged here in the Hill Country. they got to bring counselors in because we can't provide our own. Do you believe any of that? They're also trying to tell us that even though on all their printed material and all of their websites, they are very clearly and openly um, pushing for Marxist ideals in the state of Texas and in the Fredericks. They're saying all of these things all over the country except for... The chapter that's going to come to Fredericksburg, they're not about any of that stuff. Folks, if you believe that, man, I got a bridge for you in Arizona. I could, boy, I got some good land down in Florida I could sell you. I got all kinds of stuff, all right? This is a complete total and falsehood and lie. They will, in fact, if that's true, if that were actually true, the national organization would cut them loose would cut the uh, Hill Country group loose, say, no way, you're not even a part of us. You're not preaching what we're preaching. That's what they're trying to do. They're going to come into uh, a Fredericksburg Independent School District this afternoon at 4.30 and try to tell you that their national plans, their plans across the state of Texas, everything they do in every other school district in the entire country, that they're not going to do that in Gillespie County. They're not going to do that in the Hill Country. Man, you got to have some lot of nerve to try to float that, don't you? Now, how do we fight this? You show up at the shack meeting at 4.30 this afternoon. Fredericksburg Independent School District. It's there on Friendship Lane, I believe. I'm not going to give you address, but I think it's 234 Friendship Lane. Uh, you know where that building is. Um, bring a folding chair because there's no way, absolutely no way they can get even more than 10 citizens into that room where the shack meets. They, they, there's absolutely no way. And by golly, there better be more than 10 citizens there from uh, uh, Gillespie County this afternoon. 
Because if they're not, if if that's all, if we get you know two or three parents show up, folks, they're going to still completely believe that we are in the minority. Are we in the minority? I don't think we are. But the only way to prove that is to show up this afternoon at four thirty, bring a lawn chair because we're not going to fit in there, and we are not leaving. We are going to be peaceful and quiet, and we're going to sit outside just to let them know. We're here, and had there been enough room, these people would all be sitting in there, behaving in the same proper manner that they are sitting outside. All right, get you some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin, then we're going to take a break. Ben Franklin said, trust thyself, and another shall not betray thee. If you trust yourself, someone else can't betray you. I don't know. I'd have to argue with Ben on that one. Um, but, uh, folks, we're going to take a short break. I believe I have Mr. Science on the line. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. We are back. Thank you so much for sticking around and staying tuned. Have on the line with me, as we do every Wednesday, uh, Mr. Jonathan Science with TXValues.org, Texas Values, uh, TexasFaithAndFamily.com. Go check it out. This is what we've been talking about for weeks. And uh, actually, Jonathan, I've been talking about it since we did this two years ago, and I'm looking forward to it once again. Welcome to the Matt Long Show, sir. Hey, Matt. Good to be with you. Always good to have you here. Um, give us a little bit. We may have some listeners who are not familiar with uh, Texas Values or TXValues.org. Would you tell us tell them a little bit about your organization? Yeah, thanks, Matt. So Texas Values is a nonprofit 501c3 law and policy organization, and we work on the issues of faith, family, and freedom particularly at the state legislature, but also at the local level. So anything that relates to the legislative process, anytime the issues of religious freedom, marriage and family, pro-life, save women's sports, gender ideology, parental rights, school choice, anytime those issues are being threatened or coming into play, we're usually working on them in the state legislative process, sometimes in court cases, but also in school board meetings and other venues. We also have an advocacy and uh, entity that works on promoting candidates. That's called Texas Values Action. Our main website is txvalues.org. And we've got a great event coming up on Monday. I know we're going to talk about Texas Faith and Family Day at the state capitol. We still have tickets and room for people to participate. Absolutely. Go on and tell us about that. Since I think since we last spoke, um, along with Abby Johnson and Riley Gaines and Corey DeAngelis, we, you added our uh, very own Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick. Yeah, I know that's right. And actually, I've got an announcement for you. We added another key speaker as of yesterday. There's a gentleman named Walt Heyer. He is a detransitioner. This is someone who went through a gender transition surgery and process and now has detransitioned back to his natural state, which is an adult male. And he's going to be there speaking. He's been speaking for several years on the danger and destruction of the tra- uh, child gender modification and transition transitioning industry. 
how devastating and sometimes irreversible it can be. We also have Abby Johnson, pro-life leader, uh, Riley Gaines, who is leading the Save Women's Sports issue. She's a female athlete. She competed in college swimming. She was forced to compete against this guy, Leah Thomas, from Westlake, from Central Texas, who went to the University of Pennsylvania and then started swimming in the women's division. And so she'll be there to talk about that issue. Uh, Corey DeAngelis is going to talk about school choice. But, look, this is event is for the people of Texas. If there's one thing I know at the Capitol, government belongs to those who show up. I mm. want you to hear that when you go to sleep tonight, when you wake up in the morning. Government belongs to those who show up. I can't stress it enough. If you want to make a difference, you got to show up. And, and, and sometimes people say, well, I elected these people. They should just do the right thing. I shouldn't have to go to the Capitol. I'm sorry to break it to you. It doesn't always work that way. <laughs> Getting the right people elected does matter and helps. But they're under pressure from all kinds of people to do other things. And if your voice is not there, you get drowned out sometimes. So come with us on Monday, March 13th, Texas Faith and Family Day. We're going to start early in the morning. We're going to be there all day. We're going to tell you how the process works. We're going to tell you what the current issues are, the current pieces of legislation that are in play, if you will, that are uh, making their way through this the, the legislative process. The lieutenant governor is going to be there. We're going to have a rally on the south steps of the Capitol at noon with the lieutenant governor. And then we're going to spend the rest of the day getting you matched up with your House and Senate member so you can go talk to them and their staff and make a difference. And the event is free. Now, if you want the box lunch that we're making available, it is $5 just so we cover that cost. Uh, and listen, I think you've got a bus coming from Central Texas or your area, Matt. Yes, we do, and we're very excited about the bus. They're going to be making pickups in Kerrville and then Fredericksburg and then Dripping Springs. And, and Jonathan, we've uh, uh, done the best to assure everybody that we're going to try to drop them off at the same place we're picking them up. And uh, But, yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, I was visiting with a friend on Monday, and he said, Matt, tell me why I should go up there this next Monday. And he and one of the first questions he had, Jonathan, and I think it's fair, he said, this is all day. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, so we're going to be, you want me to sit in an auditorium all day? Uh, and nope. I went, no, 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 no. So why don't you clear that up for us? You did kind of mention it, but this is not sit in the auditorium from 9 to 5. So tell us, no, break it down I, a little no, bit. This is a day of activity, right? And we're not going to try to put too much people on on people, right? You can catch your breath get some lunch, get a drink of water and all that kind of stuff. But we're there to move, okay? We're there to, to talk to people, to be active. Now, the beginning of the day, we are going to start in the Capitol Auditorium mm -hmm. just so everybody knows what we're about to do. We're going to lay the groundwork, we're going to talk about process, and we're going to talk about substance. So you know what to do and you know what to talk about. But that's a very small portion of it. The rest of the day, I mean, think about this. You're going to be on the south steps of the Capitol with lieutenant governor, other elected officials, and other grassroots leaders from across the state. And then we're all going to be there together. One of the great things about having an event on one day is you get that presence. People see you there. We've got color codes. We're using blue and red kind of and white kind of matching up, you know, our state and country's colors. But we've got great red tote bags. We've got some water bottles. We've got some different things that people can have that are free. So people around the Capitol can see everybody holding these things and go, wow, that group brought a lot of people here today. But it also will create this unity. But, no, we're going to walk and talk to members in their offices. A lot of times they're right outside the House and Senate chamber. You'll get to talk to them. It's much easier than sometimes in certain settings. And we know where to go. We know who to talk to. 
you're going to be in the best position that you'll ever be in to make a difference and make contact with your elected officials and their staff on these days. And if you care about religious freedom, you care about pro-life, you care about protecting parental rights, all the nonsense going on in public schools, this is one way to get your message out is to come with us on Monday, March 13th at the Texas Capitol. Show up early. We're going to start about 9, but you want to get there a little bit early to get through security Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, But, yeah, be prepared to be there. And this is going to be one of the most impactful days that you'll have during this legislative session. You know, um, yesterday I was up at the Capitol. In fact, we had uh, quite a few um, uh, Hill Country folks up there yesterday for a a day at the Capitol for another organization called Texas ED911. And so there were a couple of people with me from Fredericksburg that showed up and said, hey, I want to join you this Tuesday. And so we went in, and they're almost always set up the same same way, these days, quote, at the Capitol. And so we sat in that briefing uh, yesterday morning, and I have to tell you, just the information that a lot of people like you and I who are engaged, we know these things. But frankly, Jonathan, I'm shocked and surprised at the amount of things that I just kind of assume everybody's familiar with on the conservative side and they're just not. And so just that little bit of education um, that we got yesterday is is eye-opener uh, for, and so that's, we're going to be doing the same thing. Will y'all be going over bills that maybe we should be fighting for or fighting against? Is that the kind of practical information we'll be getting? Oh, you bet. The good, the bad, and the ugly, okay? I mean, because you want to focus on the good bills to make sure they're getting support, but then you got to make sure that people know about the bad bills because, you know, look, you got six, seven, eight thousand bills that get filed. Sometimes people make mistakes. Legislators have a bunch of different issues they work on. They might not sort of notice some of the things that you and I might notice. And so you got to focus also on the bad bills so people don't get tricked mm-hmm. or misled. So we're going to cover all of that. And um, look, we're, we're almost um, halfway into March. There's a good bit of activity going on at the state capitol. We we very well may have a, um, some committee hearings that people can go to, they can sign their name up to, and participate in and be a part of the official record of supporting particular legislation. Absolutely. We're re- really looking forward to this, Jonathan, and we appreciate you coming on here every Wednesday. And uh, can't wait to see you next week. Uh, folks, I believe you've got buses coming from the Houston area and the Dallas area. Is that right? Y'all are bringing buses that, from... That's right. And we still have space. If you know people in the Dallas or Houston area, it's so easy if you just get the, the bus. And it's $20. I mean, that's, I mean, you just couldn't travel from Dallas or Houston any other way for that amount. And there are going to be people on the bus that are like-minded. TexasFaithAndFamily.com is the website for the event texasfaithandfamily.com or just go to our main website txvalues.org jonathan thank you again sir god bless you and your organization and um we'll uh we'll see you on monday see you on monday brother all right so there you go uh jonathan science uh and i'm telling you these days at the capitol are fun they are fun. They're eye-opening. I want to thank the uh, the three people. You know, I, I do the same thing every Tuesday. I say, I'm going to meet you at 10.15, between 10.15 and 10.30, and I'll be in the rotunda at the Capitol every single Tuesday. And uh, there have been a couple of times I've been tempted to not stand there from 10.15 to 10.30. All right? There have been several times. 
um, that it's like, oh, man, I really need to get this committee hearing. Or I ne- really yesterday I wanted to go up to the um, uh, Texas ED 911 um, uh, uh, information that was going on, the briefing going on at that. And uh, But, no, I stood there from 915 to 930. And, folks, I had three people join me yesterday. And I want to thank David. He is uh, pretty brand. He is fairly new, and uh, he's he kind of got kicked in uh, on January sixth. I asked him what was it. What was your wake up? And he said January sixth was the day. He said I've I've had enough. I've got to get involved. And the guy had been. Uh, he had been. Uh, he is also part of the Texit group, and uh, he'd been to the Capitol a couple of times. And uh, and so I was worried that maybe he might get bored or something, but he actually picked up some stuff, learned some things, was quite surprised about a couple of things he discovered just because we hung out for a few hours. And then also Debbie and Todd from Fredericksburg came, and uh, it was amazing to watch them during the briefing. Um, I sat behind them during the briefing with Texas ED 911 when they were going over what some of the school boards had been, how they had been treating parents across the state, they were shocked. They they couldn't believe it. I can't, I'd look, I, they were right in front of me, and Todd would look over at, at Debbie, and he'd shake his head, and he'd say, I can't, can you believe this is going on? No, I can't believe this. You, you can't believe it until you hear it. Folks, we had a lineup of, of, um, of, of uh, school board members from, I believe, four different school boards talking about not only how they were a minority in the board and how they had been treated, um, and then also insider knowledge on how the how do the school boards look at others, that look at your parents, how do they treat you, what do they believe in you. And it's just shocking. And these are the kind of things that, I don't know, I'm, I'm aware of that, but I've been plugged in for a long time, and it just really surprises me. Every now and then to hear someone say, well, I had no idea that these books were in the school. And I'm thinking, wow, but that's what our job is. That is what our job is. Listen, we need to take a short break, but uh, be wary. There is, uh, there is uh, uh, Dade Phelan introduced a bill yesterday. He called it a priority bill. Um, it is not what you think it is. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about House Bill 900 if you want to go ahead and look it up. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. We are back. A little bit of Ted Nugent there on Wednesday to hopefully get us through the rest of this week. Man, are you kidding me? Um, we have, uh, there's insanity going on. Um, we have the, uh, Dade Phelan, go ahead, has gone ahead and uh, starting to beginning to release his um, list of, uh, of, of uh, his priorities. Um, what they do in uh, in the house is the the when it comes to bill numbers, the House Bill One, House Bill Two, House Bill Seven Hundred and Thirty Seven, House Bill 
2349. These numbers, uh, there are some of the numbers that carry importance. They are, numbers are assigned in the order that they're filed. And uh, however, in uh, the Texas House, the um, the Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan this year and last year as well, um, reserves the top 20 bill numbers. And then one of them is always the budget, I believe. Um, and that's either one or two. Um, House Bill 1 or House Bill 2, and then the rest of them, the Speaker will hold back, and that is his way of signaling what he considers to be his most important bills. And so um, the um, yesterday there were a number of uh, priority bills released by the Speaker of the House. Um, I mentioned House Bill 900. You'll notice that that is... Um, You'll notice that that is uh, not, the number is not between 1 and 20. <clears throat> so, uh, for some reason, uh, that, uh, yeah, Mr. Patterson's, Jared Patterson's of Frisco, uh, House Bill 900, um, was included as a priority but not given a low number. So, what were the given the no lumber, no low numbers? First of all, House Bill number 5, Republican Todd Hunter, um, good Lord, Republicans and Democrats alike, listen to me carefully. I've mentioned this before. I'm going to keep saying it. Believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> Matt Long's believe it or not, um, the, 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 um, the platform of the Democrat Party of Texas and the platform of the Republican Party of Texas actually have a common plank. We actually agree. And listen, I think there's actually more than one, but this one I know about for sure. Both the Democrats and the Republicans in the state of Texas do not believe in corporate welfare. We just got rid of a corporate welfare program. It, it, uh, it, uh, um, it sunsetted out on January 1st of this year. Um, it was called the Chapter 313. I got some information over the weekend that uh, the Chapter 313s, and these are uh, tax incentives given, tax breaks given by school districts to bring businesses into their school district. Yeah, you heard that right. A tax break given by school districts to bring businesses. What? How do the two tie together? They, 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 what's the school's business is not about promoting uh, school is not about promoting private businesses, and yet that's what Chapter Three Thirteens have done. We finally got rid of them. They were sunsetted out, and yet here we go. Representative Todd Hunter, yes, he has an R by his name, and he wants to bring back corporate welfare. So does Dade Phelan. Dade Phelan wants corporate welfare back. The governor believes we should have corporate welfare. You know, when the majority of Democrats and the majority of Republicans in Texas, which I believe if you did the math would probably add up to about 90% of Texans, say we don't want corporate welfare, why are they pushing it back in? Huh? You know, maybe you ought to do a little research on where all of these officials get all of their money. So over the weekend, there was a, uh, I, I'm not even sure where this came from. I think it was from TPPF, but someone called me and said, um, and it was a reliable friend, a reliable source, who said that they had found out in this uh, workshop that the Chapter 313s, over two-thirds, I believe it was 
of the corporate welfare under Chapter 313s went to, are you ready? Drum roll, please. Renewable energy, windmills and uh, windmills and uh, sunshine collectors. Wind collectors and sunshine collectors, because we know so much energy comes from that. Oh, and we know how reliable it was during winter storm. Yuri, man, I'm telling you those. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot the windmills all froze. Several of them broke and fell over. By the way, do you know how much oil it takes to keep one of those windmills running? How much lubricant it takes to keep one of those windmill running? Yeah, do a little big and digging today. I'm not going to give you a number. You just need to surprise yourself in that. So among all the other um, important bills filed by uh, Dade Phelan and uh, let's see, building code reform. Uh, there we go. That's a good one. Andy Murr got a number 19, um, House Bill 19 by Andy Murr. It's a creation of a commercial appeals court. Uh, basically a new court system for businesses. Um, I, the arguments for that sound very valid. Um, I don't know enough about HB 19 right now. I think at first glance, I would say that's probably a good idea, but that's just first glance. Um, and by the way, let's get down to House Bill 900. That's the one I warned you about. Okay, listen, these came out last night. I have not had time to read it, but there are several things that bother me. Let's see what the let's see if I can find what the caption says about it. Uh the caption says uh here we go, House Bill 19. It says regulate uh relating to the regulation of books sold to or included in public libraries. Um, when you get to the text of it, that is so new that they haven't even got all the text versions of it available. Um, right now, there's only one of the versions available. That's how new this is. You can still smell the ink on it. But I believe it is, I believe that it is saying that we should, um, get permission from parents in order to let kids check out these pornographic materials. Now, do not hold me to that. Um, I have not had a chance to read it, but that is my first uh, look at it. Um, folks, th th this is, I think all of this should be treated under the obscenity laws. That's where I stand. If it's an obscene book, if it's a book that would get me thrown in jail for handing it to a, a middle school student, then it shouldn't be in the school at all, period, anywhere, without permission, with permission, hidden up on the second floor, covered with a black cover, with a, I, I don't know, it shouldn't be there anywhere at all. Um, I want to, again, and I don't understand why media on our side, in fact, we need to start talking more and more to people. Folks, we are not banning books. This is not a ban for crying out loud. In fact, I'm very disappointed. I'm going to talk to uh, Brad Johnson at the Texan. He wrote this article up, and Brad Johnson uses the word ban. All right. Now, these guys, they, Brad, the uh, Texan has been very clear to me 
and um, the the uh, that they are as non-biased as they can possibly be. Well, to use the word ban is shows your bias. It uh, it shows that you that you haven't read the bill, and uh, that you just quickly put on their ban on sexually explicit materials in school libraries. We're not trying to ban the books. We don't want them in our school libraries. They have no place in our school libraries at all. Um, and so House Bill 900, I'm going to reserve judgment on it for right now. Um, if it is what, it's, what I think it says it is, then I, I can't support this bill unless it gets amended or changed but i'm going to have to take a look at it and i'll read it and see what it says um i would assume that jared patterson who's already been leading the fight and by the way um he's afraid to i was told that he's afraid to come onto the radio with me um i don't know why but uh obviously he's not listened to any of uh, my broadcasts if he's afraid to come on to the program with me but uh little birdie told me that um, House Bill 900. I'll try to see if I can't do something to change that and uh, get Mr. Patterson to come on to the air with us and talk about this bill. So um, take a look if you want to go to the Texan today and you can take a look at uh, everything that uh, the House that uh, Phelan believes should be a priority. And um, you may agree with some of them. Uh, you may not. Um, and so, but it is, uh, I'm trying to look and to see how many of them fall in line with the party platform and priorities. Uh, one of them is exactly the opposite of the Texas uh, Republican Party plank, and that again is the, uh, the free money for corporate, the corporate welfare bill. Listen, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we get back, uh, I got a little bit. I think I'm going to have uh, going to go a little bit in a different direction today. Y'all stay tuned. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. I want to thank you for listening to the Hill Country Patriot. We are your information station. If you're driving around in your truck, you're on the FM dial at 104.3 or 102.1. Or if you're like me, I love just listening it online. I stream it through my phone uh, right into my uh, 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 truck audio system. Two of my three cars, you can do that in. And I say, yeah, two of my three cars. Um <clears throat> No, uh, the, this is not Jay Leno's garage. Um, but uh, And so I really enjoy doing that and uh, streaming it live. There are lots of other things you can stream to, podcasts. My show is available as a podcast. You can go to thematlongshow.com. That's the easiest way to find those. You can also go to numerous podcast sites and search for The Matt Long Show, and uh, you will find it. Uh, my listenership is growing over there. Um, that's exciting to watch those numbers go up, as I know that uh, these are people who, uh, for re whatever reason, have decided to, well, I'm going to listen to Matt Long on a regular basis, but I can't catch him at 9 o'clock Texas time every morning. But I can get him at another time. I can listen to him at will. 
You know, I just started doing radio. At the age of 60, someone decided it, uh, and it was Harley, who decided to think, who decided that, yeah, Matt Long should come down here and start a whole new dadgum career of something he's never done in his life before. And so I'm sitting back here now behind a microphone going on almost four years. I'm looking at three computer screens. I've got two mouses, or is it mice or mices? Uh, and I've got two keyboards. There's one of them. I don't think I've ever even touched the one keyboard. I'm afraid to touch the one on the left. Um, and uh, But one of the things that, that the downfall of that is, um, you know, I don't know all the rules. Um, I do know the, uh, you know, I grew, I memorized George Carlin's uh, Seven Words You Can't Say on Television. And as far as I know, I have not said any of those seven words on the radio. So there's some things I know that make common sense. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of unwritten rules in this business, and uh, one of them is that um, you don't you don't go around promoting someone else's show. I mean, you want people to listen to your show, and if you go out and you start promoting other shows, well, that might just take visit the people away from you. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Now, it, with with things available today, if this was during the days of live radio where uh, I was telling you about a program on another channel at the same time, I'd be, yeah, we could get in trouble. But with podcasts, you don't have to worry about that. So I actually want to uh, promote a podcast that I heard yesterday that I actually, parts of it, I recorded um, and played back to myself several times, um, and that is the Glenn Beck Show yesterday. Tuesday's program, yesterday's program on the Glenn Beck Show. I, I, I'm begging everyone to go listen to the yesterday's Glenn Beck show. Go find, you can find it on iHeartRadio. Um, it, for some reason, it just reverberated with me. Now, not so, now, the two interviews he did toward the last half are amazing and they're really good, but it was his monologues up front that just blew my mind and uh, actually inspired me. Um, I spent the rest of my afternoon and evening reading in the book of Ephesians. And uh, I want to play you a part of what he said yesterday. This is about 45 seconds long. And uh, I, I just, this is so important. And, and this was a message I thought, well, I can deliver this message myself. But in order to do it the way Glenn did it, I would have to just repeat every word he said because he did it so well. And I'm not going to do that. So here's Glenn Beck, a small section from yesterday's program that I would like for you to find and and at some point in time listen to yesterday's program. So here we go. Here's the short clip from yesterday. Because I've met so many Christians that, you know, like, what are we going to do to save the country? I don't know. Return to God. Ask for forgiveness. You know, repent as a nation and change our ways. And then go into his service and things will change and we'll survive. They roll their eyes. No, I mean, politically, what are we going to do? Jesus rose from the dead. You believe that? That's a little bigger of a miracle than saving the nation. I think he's capable. Wow, that stopped. I think he's capable of that. I think he's capable of that is what you're being told. No kidding. Should I play that again? Let's play that again. And this time I won't cut it off. Because I've met so many Christians that, you know, like, what are we going to do to save the country? I don't know. Return to God. Ask for forgiveness. 
you know, repent as a nation and change our ways and then go into his service and things will change and we'll survive. They roll their eyes. No, I mean, politically, what are we going to do? Jesus rose from the dead. You believe that. That's a little bigger of a miracle than saving the nation. I think he's capable of pulling it off. Who should you have faith in? God and God alone. That's it. That's what I wanted you to hear from Glenn Beck's uh, show yesterday. I want to encourage you to go listen to that. Listen, he he goes on from there, and he ends up talking about Ephesians 6. And um, I, in the, the Ephesians 6 and 10, and I'm telling you, uh, I've how many times? I've read that scripture um, on, and this is about, you know, the full armor of God, and we're struggling against the, we're not struggling against flesh and blood, but rulers and against the powers uh, of darkness. And he goes into the full armor of God, and it was so absolutely mind-numbing to listen to him walk through there. One of the things I learned, and he talked about the importance of the belt and the belt buckle. And the belt and the belt buckle, these are your, this is what you've girded your loins with. That is the truth. And what I learned in, uh, from him yesterday was that in the first century Roman armory, and when you were dressing up to go to war, that the belt and the belt buckle were the most important part of your outfit because they actually held up the breastplate. And so if you didn't have the belt and the buckle properly fitted and the right size and the right tightness, then the breastplate of righteousness would not stay on. And what is the belt buckle? It is what is the belt? It is the truth. And he said, you have to have the truth in order to hold up the righteousness. You have to stand for the truth. Well, the other thing he talked about in there, and we've got, man, he broke it all down so well. And he talked about the uh, shield of faith. How many of us need that shield of faith? When the arrows are big, those are when the people call you names. Those are when the people you've gone to church with stand against you or accuse you of just being too loud and nasty activists, and they want you to sit down and shut up because they don't want you bringing a bad name to their church because you're standing up against something. That's what that shield of faith is for, because you have that faith knowing what the outcome is. You've read the end of the book. You hold that faith up, and all those arrows against you fall to the ground, harmless, because you have faith and you believe. Folks, um, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. She always has an amazing message. And uh, we'll uh, see you in here tomorrow with a special guest.